This podcast is powered by Tequila Fortaleza. Handmade in small batches and hands down, my favorite tequila. Hey, have you been hankering to join Slow Baja in the Nora Mexican 1000 Slow Baja Safari class? Well, you better sign up. We've only got a few spots left April 28th to Cinco de Mayo. That's right. We start off in Ensenada. You better be there a day or two before the 28th, though, because there's quite a fiesta. And then we take off and we run down the peninsula and see all the great roads, drive all the roads that the racers drive. We just get out way ahead of them. But we get a, a few minutes to stop, take photos, maybe jump in the ocean, grab a taco at my favorite taco stand at the end of the day we've got a spot for a michelada it's a lot of fun um, and it is a world-class bucket list adventure more information is at nora.com that's n-o-r-r-a-n-o-r-r-a.com slow baja safari class and if you've got some specific questions feel free to hit me up at slowbaja.com click that contact box and uh we can schedule a call we can i can walk you right up to the pharmacy window get your prescription filled if your doctor has said that baja is right for you hey hello how are you thanks for tuning in to the slow baja We've got a great show today. We're back to one of my favorite subjects, motorsports, and even better than motorsports, class 11 racing. You know I love it. You know I love the slow guys. Well, uh, today's show um, is with Ramon Castro, better known as El Tomate, well-known Ensenada legend. Um, Before we get into more about Ramon, I'm going to shout out Saul Saltzman as my heaping dose of gratitude this week. Saul is the heart and soul of the vintage end of Nora. There are still some folks running vintage things, and Saul is one of them. He has always got something cool that he's running, and he also puts on the fabulous Vintage Corral, which last April was an amazing display of Bill Strop Broncos and the Bill Strop transporter and big ole and it was truly truly an amazing sight so thanks Saul for the connection to El Tomate and without further ado we're going to get right into it because it's class 11 it's going to take a few minutes Ramon Castro El Tomate So I'm always here. I'm looking here, looking yeah. at you, looking here. Sometimes I'll snap a couple photos. Yeah, okay. But keep smiling, and it's your story I'm telling. Okay? Okay, no okay. problem. Well, it's Slow Baja, and I'm here in Ensenada in the office of El Tomate, Ramon <laughs> Castro, famous Class 11 racer. Tell me, Ramon, thank you for making some time for Slow Baja and to tell me your story. Let's start with, when did you get into racing? Hey, growing up in Ensenada, everybody wants to race, yeah? Well, when, when, when you join here in Ensenada, one of the dreams is race Baja, you know, for, for everybody. And uh, when I remember I stayed in the school right here in the corner of my home, I see when the cars start in the 70s, one block on my home. And I uh, say one of those days I racing, you know, one of those I racing, and when I got it the first chance, I start racing in the '80s. In the first of the '80s, I start racing, and um, I finished my my first race, and I got right with cold driver for one of the one one of my friends, and uh, finished in San Felipe 250, 
and uh, let's continue race. I, I can race the the 500 because I got a problems with the car, but the one of one of the races is Ensenada to La Paz and it's finished in second place, you know, in one of the one of my first races, and uh, something funny is. I junk and almost 17 years old, something like that, and and uh, I no got a permiso for my mother to go <laughs> racing. And uh, when I go into to inbound, the guy say, "Okay, it's time to go into the start line." I say, "Hey, wait a minute! I had no got a permiso for my home for racing." And I say, "Okay, I start the race. It's finished. Uh, when it's finished in La Paz." Uh, Porfirio Gutierrez, Indio Gutierrez and me, and he sit down in the front bumper of the car and I look him and he look me and say, well, what is next? The the pit crew is coming two days later to La Paz and I stop in every gas station for putting gas in the cars. And you know something funny, I call to my mother and say, blah, 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 blah crazy boy, blah, 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 you don't got permission going to the ranch, sold two of the cattle, sure you know, had money and coming back. And uh, yeah, I, I had money. I said, Don't worry. I said, Bleh. He told me a lot of stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's a grand, grand, grand day. And when I drive the car coming back home, because I know I have trailer for coming back, I know. And it's funny, it's race to La Paz and race to coming back home. <laughs> That's funny. And you were 17. Yeah, 17 years old. 17 years old and and uh, and it's finished second second place in the 82 something like that amazing yeah yeah that's it and and i do it that happened you know couple a couple times to to la paz i do it to barston i remember i go in barston and and i drive the car here in Senada to barston to racing and got a one spare tire in the car then down camps and extra parts for the car then i drive it racing and driver back home in the in the, in the same car no head trailer crazy crazy john boys and, and yeah so you're racing a volkswagen beetle there's, yeah. there's not a lot of extra room no no extra room and <laughs> if you have to sleep in the car it's very uh, uncomfortable <laughs> i think well it's got a sleeping bag and it, it's sleeping the floor in the desert and, yeah. and, and somebody the, the friends gone racing there is it's give me shower for them in the middle and coming back home because it's no money to stay in the hotel <laughs> yeah. yeah wow ramon we got right into it uh i think you're kind of a little bit famous among the the racing world certainly the class 11 world if i'm not mistaken you've set the fastest peninsula time in a volkswagen beetle is that correct well, I, uh, my best my best time to finish the race in Ensenada to La Paz, uh, I made it in twenty seven hours and twenty seven minutes, something like that. And uh, I like to do it twenty four hours, but <laughs> in those days, it's only one gas station in San Quintin, and my chase is going in the gas station, and the guys stay two hours for putting gas, and I just stopped the race car in Santa Maria for two hours because I no had gas. And my chase is say, they're going to bring gas to you. Next gas stop, you need a way either. Well, I stopped two hours the car there because I no had gasoline. And uh, this continued the race, but uh, sure I do it maybe 25 hours to La Paz or 26. And uh, this perfect race is only one flat 
and the Baja 1000, uh, stop for the gas. And uh, in, this, in the last seal section, I stopped for 30 minutes, something like that, because another car stopped over there. And uh, it's great, beautiful, one of the perfect races for the class 11. It's only gas and go. <laughs> so to get this straight, you did the fastest time. And you're thinking that you could have been even faster if you didn't have to wait for two hours for gasoline. Yep. And I, I do it more fast. This, this can and, and uh, you know, we do a perfect, perfect day. It was one of those days that, you know, only the one flat for the Baja 1000 is nothing. And uh, nothing, nothing happens in the course. I, I peer runner a lot. I know the course very well. And... Uh, that time, I, I I finished front of, of a couple classes. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Well, I was at the the score one thousand in November of last year, and I think the the Volkswagen Class Eleven that won the overall championship finished in forty hours. Yeah. So they did not win the they did. I think they finished second in the race in Class Eleven, uh-huh. but they won the Class Eleven championship for the season. But forty mm-hmm. hours. Forty hours. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, a friend who race, raced Class Eleven for the verse, very first time came in. I think at forty eight or forty nine hours. Is fifty hours the limit? Is that where they cut? Uh huh. Yeah. So he was two minutes under the cut. Oh. He made it by two minutes. <laughs> by two minutes. Well, this. this and you night. made it in, in almost half that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unlucky, you know, not, nothing, no problems, and 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 and, and do it very well. So, and the car running perfect, no problems, and uh, and and I drive it solo. I got a different cold driver, but I drive it for myself. I do it three times in the class eleven drive solo, and I do it one time in the mini truck when I start racing in the mini truck. And I do a better time. I, I do a better time in the class eleven on the truck. <laughs> and what you know, my best time is 20, 27 hours, and my biggest time is a forty something hours. Yeah. You know, when you you going to the last hundred miles, you no feeling that you going or you coming back. <laughs> you you only driver <laughs> when you drive by yourself. You're that tired. Yeah, very tired that tired and you're hallucinating you're seeing things yeah you see elephants you see people <laughs> you see everything when it's when when it's going to finish line i remember one of the dust dust races i remember i pick out one guy on the motorcycle he broke in he broke in the, the, the legs and and uh, and, uh, and he said please help me nobody stop and said uh i start the motorcycle four times for the guy and and the guy jumped the more i held the guy to jump the motorcycle he coming down and said you can drive the motorcycle and, and i bring him inside of my car my cold driver driver my car he and sits I, and i drive and i drive the motorcycle to the finish line when i stopped the motorcycle almost by five meters to the finish line and i told to the guy the guy is crying and say hey Jump in your motorcycle, you start in and out for cross that line. And I start for cross that line in my car, not in your motorcycle. And I held to the guy cross the line in the motorcycle and I and I cross in my car. I got a that race is what the race I do a 40 something hours. And uh, I, I nothing nothing can lose. I held the guy to finish, yeah. And I finished, I finished fourth place, something like that. and 
and say that I'm very happy to help the guy in the in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and you get you get the first place in heaven then. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that's and that's all times. Uh, you can you you need to stop to help when you need to help somebody. Right now, there's a lot of communication. You know, this got a radio. You have a phone. You had everything for getting communication in those times. Maybe you see the fire, you know how something happens there. But, the, but right, all times are no radios, no no communication. It's very hard. Well, let's talk a little bit about when you started racing. Again, you're starting in the 80s. You're not yeah. going back to 1967. So a lot of technology had yeah. had come into the race. Yeah. And pit crews and, you know, more dollars. But when you started, I think you started very simply. And can tell me a little bit about the car, what you had in the car, what some of those experiences were like trying to sort out a problem as you went without being able to get on your satellite phone and call your crew to come help you. You solved it on your own. Yeah, yeah, it's on your own. You, you know, you need a race with, with your head, you know. Sure, you can, you know, you need a, something happen in the car, you need to fix it, you own. Uh, the chase crew is you need the people is know what's going up in the, in the course and the I, I told to the guys every time I start eight, eight, next point I there and the minimal by three hours and the max A hours the I know one in A hours that something happens you come in next come day look. Can, yeah, next come day, look for ne- me next day come in bad words and see what's going up you know and that's all times you need to get it you need to get it inside of the car is you need a water launch because the hell is coming for next day <laughs> not the same day i remember the uh hang on hang on for a second ramon let's just say that again yeah the help is coming the next day. Sorry, I'm going to start you're laughing lucky. here. If you're lucky, <laughs> the, the help is coming the next day. If you're lucky, yeah. The, 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 Continue. You're, you're lucky. This coming to hell the next day, because uh, and the chase crew is need to come in. You need it. The people this know very well the Baja, because it's a lot of ways. Enough in marking and, and the course and and I see people when 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 it's broken. I I remember history people is got him by four days in, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, one of the people of the ranches rescued the guys because the chase crew they say, Oh, that guy's is cruising already, let's go drink something and then it's leaving the people over there, you know. And uh there's a lot of history so the people in the Baja that happens. And uh the people of the ranches rescue those guys and Couple guys is coming. Each show is life in one week, or something like that. In the old times, remembered and and right now, there's a lot of highways, new highways, a lot of roads to come and cross the race course, and it's more more easy to get a help. And uh, right now, the helicopters, the airplanes, and too many, too many help. <laughs> but old times, well. You need you need to get everything inside of the car for survival, <laughs> survival in the desert. What secrets did you have in your in your car for your survival? Did you have a little tequila in case you broke down for the night and you were done, or to start a fire, or maybe to keep you warm? <laughs> well, let me tell you one time in in San Felipe, I I got it I got it uh, two gallons of water inside of the car, 
and it's, I remember it's very hot date and I, I got flat. One of those races, everything happens. Flat, problems with the gas filters, problems all day. And I, the water is done. And uh, I just stopped for one guy is look, look for the race. And the guy's got a big party and the guy say, I told the guy, say, you had water? No, I had only tequila and brandy. Okay, give me a little bit. The guy gave me a full bottle. And I dream on one of the time, and I I know what's going on with the old ways. <laughs> <laughs> I get I wake up pretty soon with the alcohol, and it's continue the race. But it's crazy. No water, only tequila. <laughs> no water, only tequila. You yeah. heard it here first, folks, on Slow Baja. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, Ramon, and we'll be right back with more. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Here at Slow Baja, we can't wait to drive our old Land Cruiser south of the border. And when we go, we'll be going with Baja Bound Insurance. Their website's fast and easy to use. Check them out at BajaBound.com. That's BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994. Hey, we're back with El Tomate, Ramon <laughs> Castro. And we're, lear- we're just hearing about the history of his history of racing class 11 in the 80s you had a lot of success yeah you won a lot of races yeah i i, I win a lot of races and and uh, i got it the uh, lucky is win a lot of races and uh, i go and race in vegas i go and race in colorado and uh when i joined it oh there's one race in colorado okay let's go race over there Hey, three days driving from my home to there. This is crazy. I had no idea when I started going there. And I uh, stayed in Colorado racing and coming back home to another three days for coming back. He's going several times to race to Vegas. And, and he win a lot of times in Vegas. It's win in Barston. He's win a lot of races in Barston in the in, in U.S. And uh, in those old times, uh, Armstrong are sponsor me. Is when I I little lucky the guys sponsored and um, and the first car win for Armstrong tire and and the last car to sponsor for those guys and uh, you know when when it's coming the 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 Golfo this this done the sponsor for everybody and uh, but that's got a beautiful beautiful times to to those guys so as as one I think and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're one of the only Mexican racers who's who's made a name for himself also in the United States racing off-road and winning off-road against maybe some much bigger dollar teams. Well, no, that's that, that time, uh, the Willy Valdez. Oh, yeah, of course, Willy Valdez. Yeah, yes. Willy Valdez is, is, is coming on the top and, and, and one of the monuments with the uh, four rangers. He got a he sponsored for the four company sponsors for the it's different tires, you know, and uh, and uh, Armstrong sponsored me and and uh, and that time that's Willie Valdez, one of the guys Mexican guys is is got a good good sponsor time, sponsorship. Did you make some friends doing this for so many years? Oh sure. I, I mean you're it. you're forty something years racing now, yeah. Yeah, sure is. They started in the eighties and and. Uh, Almost I, I, I win the, the Nora with, with, well, one, one of my friends is racing Nora and, and I drive her with those guys. And he's winning the Nora almost by two or three years ago, the Ensenada to Cabo. And it's got a good, good moment. You know, I, I like it that race because it's, uh, 
it's a fun race. It, you know, that that's not a depression of the real race. And uh, you stop every day. You see you, you partners with with when you start when you stop drinking and and food every day, you see people not seeing twenty years, thirty years, and 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 back. It's coming back the whole the stories. Oh, I go in first place. I see you there, and and I pass you, and <laughs> you know that's that's many many histories of that stuff, and it's funny. Yeah, I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Nora race. And of course, uh, that's I don't race the score stuff. I, I do slow things with Nora, the slow Baja Safari class. But I think that is a beautiful thing that you stop each night and you yeah. have a little, you have time to fix, you have time to get clean, you have a little fiesta, a little food, yeah. and you have a chance to see your old friends and talk to them in a manner you're all doing the same thing. It's lots of fun. Maybe you're not fighting head to head for the win, but you know. Uh, it's it's very friendly. They call it the happiest race on earth for a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did you know that that that's, that, that race is uh, is a full uh, vacation week. <laughs> you go on pit runner. You got vacations with with the stuff you love to do it. Yeah, you know everybody everybody there. I see people right now. This guy is eighty years old, seven years old, and and uh, and it's 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 beautiful when you see it's coming with his son with the grandsons and it's a stay in the sport you love to do it and i think this is one of the sports you can do it no matter how many years you have and 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 got a fun with all the family and and all the friends and get a good times yeah i think this year the interesting thing in the 500 is again you see pj jones Parnelli's son is yeah. winning and getting a trophy. You see Chris Stewart, Ivan Stewart's son, yeah. you know, coming over and he's he's winning but he's having a shot with me and you see uh you see Robbie Gordon letting his son drive. Yeah. You know, in his new UTV. And and to see I don't know how old the son is, but he looks like he's 13, 14, maybe 15 years old uh-huh. and it passes generations and passes generations and yeah. Mike Perlman is doing something that his father started. Eliseo Garcia is doing something that his father started. You know, and I think that's a beautiful uh history on display. Yeah, it is. It is. It is the same right, right now I, I do almost the the local races here in Ensenada and 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 I do it that because I remember my old times when it's hard to race, and and uh, right now I I I had to race the coming new generations. You know, the the first race for uh, Gustavo Bildosola is one of the Ensenada San Felipe, one of the local races here, and uh, Ampudias is raced there too when he's very young, and and um, a lot of guys with the motorcycles do it, the local races. And it's the cheaper way to race, and, and this is why I do the, the local races. And for coming, you, you're very happy when you see all the family is held, the new generations, the new kids, and and it's got a good time, family time, Ensenada, San Felipe races, the local races. Right, you see Bruce Yee and his father. Yeah, 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 the G's. The G's coming, coming, and and the the new boys coming, and Memo Rodriguez, that is the uh, father-in-law of G's, is is coming. He wins several bajas either, and uh, and uh, and that's a lot of families is coming, and it's good start for the boys, and and 
and, and their local races. So you started in class 11 building, building a Volkswagen Beetle when you were 17 years old. Yeah. Your mother and father didn't know. Well, no, that I, that she, he looked me every day here. And I, he going in the, in the shore every day. They say, don't help this crazy boy. <laughs> but that my, my father is passed away long, when I had seven years old. Oh, yeah. And, so. and uh, that, that's, but uh, my mother every time stayed with me and, and, and I do it right. And, you know, he looked, I wore in the car, but he never, he said, the guy never raised, not have money for raising. And I wore a heart. And, and and this race with the time I do it with Porfirio Gutierrez, he paid the entry, and I do it the full car and then say when he testing the car, say okay the car work good, I race with you, okay, my promise is got the car ready, the car is ready, you need to pay the entry, you need to pay the stuff, and and he paid the entry and it's got racing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where where I going when I going to La Paz. I fly to La Paz by two three times with my family, but I never driver to there. When I driver, I say. Hey, we're scared. Oh, it's San Ignacio. Oh, how long is La Paz? Oh, maybe one day more. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> maybe one day more. Do you remember what that entry fee was in 1981? Uh, the entry of those times, I remember it's almost by 500 bucks, something like that. And it's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, and uh, but right now it's crazy. <laughs> do you do you remember how much you might have been earning as a seventeen-year-old in those days when you were working? How much you got paid by the hour? Oh, as for hard, you know, I I, I start driving by twelve years old, and I start driving cars from Tijuana to Ensenada to to one of the the guy come and salvage cars for sale, and. Uh, I start driving those cars, and the guys is paying me uh, 150 bucks for each car I come in for Riverside to Ensenada. And uh, sometimes I get in the trailer, sometimes I driver, sometimes I stop in the freeway to any any 20 minutes to put water to change the tires because it's, it's cars coming, you know, the accident, and, and, and you need to come in here to Ensenada. And I work hard in that, and it's coming here, fixing those cars, forget it ready to sell, and, and and I collect good money in those times. But yeah, it sounds like very good money. It sounds yeah. like a lot better than what I was earning in 1981. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, but this work hard, you know. But and I repair motors, and that and that's that's time for for the guy for the same guy for the sale, and uh, I I start working very young. So good preparation for racing too, to be self-sufficient, to know how to fix things, yeah, and to have the internal drive to get to the finish. Yeah, you, you only got paid when you got to the finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, you know, I, I, I got experience with mechanic, and I got experience for the cars coming with the accident, broken, and that stuff. When I race and something happens, I know what I need to fix it. And this one is noise. I, I say, oh, something happens. <laughs> And uh, this has helped me a lot to get a good luck in the races. You know, the good preparation is coming with the hem, with the, with the good luck. Yeah. Tell me about when you when you are racing solo and you're changing navigators. Yeah. But you're you're racing solo. You're Ironman. D- yeah, right. Tell yeah. me about your mental state and how you're able to continue to to focus in for such a long period of time. Kurt Leduc said. 
hey, it's easier for him to not change drivers, to just yeah. be in the driver's seat, to change a navigator. Yeah. And if you're in front, you're fully concentrating. But if you're not in front, that's when your concentration can go. Yeah. Now, tell me about what it's like where you are in the race. Yeah, when you're going in the first place, you got a concentration very well and very easy. When you start the problems, it's... it's you lost the concentration a little bit because they say, oh, I lost here four hours, three hours for fixing the card, and oh, I need a driver another 20 hours, so I need a driver 10 hours more. But what I do it, I, I, I put a different call drivers in the, in the time the guys is work. Almost I put uh, one of my first drivers, call driver, he is a farmer. He wake up every day four five o'clock in the morning, and he's jamming the car in that time. Start with me, and he out the car and, and come in and jump in the car next day by five o'clock in the morning, something like that. He's ready to work. Yeah, he's ready to work. He's ready to work all day. Yeah, and being uh, with you is easy. Yeah, and and the night time I put a one bartender guy, and uh, that guy stay in the car almost by nine o'clock to. Four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and he know is is the lifetime. And I and I jump another guy. Is uh, almost Saint John boy of me, but that guy is, is uh, he is 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 a is a guy stay all day blah 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 and say let's go, and then he got a, he got all the power, you know, and he's he's living wake up and 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 and, and focus. You never lose the focus with the finish line and 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 that race. That's it's very nice. Chain people, you know. The, I know the I put the bartender guy at seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. Guys maybe sleep, <laughs> but and then another guy you put in the middle of the night. Maybe the guy is like and then and I put the people the real the, the right people in the in the right moment and it's hell a lot so it's all about strategy you've got the right people in the car at the right time yeah for their rhythmic their sleep cycle as well yeah and yeah. the chatty guy who's keeping you going at the end when you're gone mentally yeah. when you're you're afraid you've got the yeah because some of the you know the hard time is when when the when the when the sun coming down and this is start almost by six and then in the afternoon when the when the and start dark that's time the the lights is no word the you can see very well and and your focus is start coming the, the you know the uh you're going little low down and this is when the cold driver say hey come on wake up and, and let's go do it something and and i remember <laughs> You know, when I do it, the 27 hours is going in first plate, and, and when you pass another fast classes, you, the adrenaline is kind yeah, of... Yeah, amps you up. Yeah, amps you up. But when you have the race with the 40-something hours in the car, and you see people coming backwards in the course and say, no, I come and ride, and say, oh, I'm wrong, or oh, I'm right. And it's too much time. You know, you see people, you see elephants, you see... The, the, animals and, and you see everything you know one of the one of the trees is say hey look at that people there what people <laughs> you know and uh, and uh, 
at that time, when something happens in the car, it's very hard to fix it. And I remember, and when you go in the car at that time, I remember I pull out the uh, sparkle cables. I put my fingers over there and say, oh, wake up. <laughs> wake up, you know. The and, secrets uh, of Ramon Castro, yeah. you have to shock yourself. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then it's got a one chili or something like that. that is discontinued, wake up. It's, you know, 40-something hours. It's crazy. Inside of the car is crazy. When I crazy. When I cross the finish line, I I go on the floor. <laughs> it's too much, too much time. You know, I do a lot of exercise in that time, and and, uh, and I walk, I run in, and, and for, and I I not drink, I not smoke, and but, but I got a good condition. But forty something hours in the, in the car, I remember I I pull people to do a lot of exercise. The people just do the marathon for forty two kilometers, and I remember those guys by hundred miles. Oh, I like it coming down on the car. It's it's, it's too hard to me, and and. Everybody got it, the body, forever you like to it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about when you made the jump to class seven. So you're, you've done very well in class 11. You've won an awful lot of races. And I think winning, finishing is so hard. Okay. Winning is so much harder than just finishing to, to win and then making the jump to do something even faster and more competitive. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Well, when I jumped to the 7S, I, I, I had a dream that maybe one of the companies had sponsored for continuing on the races. Armstrong helped me, Armstrong Tires helped me a lot for, for, for that, the tiny race in the, in, the, in the truck. He told a couple of companies and fuel cell sponsored the, the fuel cell tank, which cost a lot of money, and, and I do the car, you know, ball, ball by ball, and you know, nut by nut, and everything, and, and I do my best in the car. And I remember I going several times, I going in first plate, and and uh, but uh, the money is the difference sometimes, you know. That that's that that time, all the companies stay there: Ford, Chibi, Nissan. Uh, Toyota, all, all, all the, all the companies is there, and I remember when I, when I chained one alternator, I pull out the alternator of one of my chase trucks, to one of my friends. Oh, this alternator, okay, I adapter to my car, and I, I stay work by two hours for adapter the alternator. Uh, the another company guys is chain motor and transmission at the same, at the same time, and uh, this continues. You know, I go first plate uh, several times. But the little things broken, I know has spare parts, and, and it's it's hard. And uh, you see the difference with the with the money, and and when you race with the companies, but and you do it for yourself, it's crazy. Armstrong helped me with the tires, and and, and I testing a lot of new tires for those guys. And uh, but it's the you know have the sometimes for competition for the big money you need it, the same money forget it, the. Safe and, and what what type of uh, truck were you racing? I racing for Ranger, Ford Ranger, for Ranger in that time, and and I do my 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 own motor. You know that the the, the class start moving up the motor to twenty five, and I go into power machine. Uh, the guy helped me a lot with the um, Volkswagen motor, and I I don't have money for buy uh, real uh, race crunch up. And the guys, I send the stock crunch to those guys, and it's helped me. And, and 
and do a lot of work in the motor and I do the motor 25 and I put a Volkswagen pistons in the Ford motor and I put my ideas in the, in the car and, and Bill Rodriguez came me for, for that too. And the motor running pretty good. I, I do it, the rods for uh, Rabbit and that motor is going by 6,000 RPMs, no problem. And, and, and when I'm going into dry late and like that, the cold drivers you say, to, oh, it's crazy, <laughs> this noise. <laughs> yeah. And it's fast car, but, but you know, the, the problem is I miss the alternator to too much RPMs and little things. You need a different pulley, but you don't have money for made another one. And it's too many, too many things to competition for the big money. And what years were you racing this the class seven S? Uh, I believe it's in the nineties. Okay, in the nineties. So there were big boy programs then. You've got the Nissan program, the 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 Toyota program. You've got some you've got some million dollar trucks that you're racing against with development and factory support. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, I I, I do it. If the guys has got a big support, big money, the the Jeep for Walker Evans, uh, that's McCracken racing that time and and. Uh, and this race together with those guys. I remember I passed McCracken with racing several times, and, and uh, he said, I don't know what's going on with your car, but this is the only car I, I got a problem to pass. <laughs> but, you know, but he got all the, all, the, all the attention and all the power for the big company when Walker is, is, is held in Jeep. It's, the company spent a lot of money. And the Ford, the Simons, and, and, and at that time, um, Johnny Johnson, uh, the Nissan Spencer Low and uh, all the old guys is, is got a company money, you know, Matt Persons and Chibis and but but I you know I I'm driver. I remember the first time I raced in the seven S. I told to the drivers, hey, what what faster I need to go in the, the class? And, hey, Ramon, you stay in the class eleven. This is for men. You need to <laughs> use all the all the gas. And I remember when I started the first race in Parker, that I say, well, the guys say total gas, okay, I'm ready for that. And I start like crazy, and I pass all the guys. The guys stop in one of the watches, and I, I drive over to Saint of the class 11. So no power, but this need to pass the watches, and I pass the watch, and I go in the rocks and everything. But I cross the watch, and I pass a lot of those guys. But but when you got the mentality, the Volkswagen. Almost you see a rock, you you got a rock in the center, but you have good skid plate. And the first time in the truck, you got a, you got a one rock and you put it in the center, you broken the differential. <laughs> and I got a, I hit a rock in the middle of the differential and, and start leak oil. And my cold driver, oh, the differential start leak oil. Oh, okay. And I continue almost by 20 minutes and say, oh, there's no more leak oil. There's no oil in the differential. And, and I lost the differential and maybe... 20 miles more and this is the the first experience in the truck i know finish is broken the differential and i say well i need a driver like that like that and i and i testing and and i do it very well the, the second race is in san felipe and i finish in third place and in, in the second race that's on the 500 the 500 i go now almost in, in, in first plate but i broken broken the the motor well, I broke a distributor gear, but gear is not cost too much money, but I don't have. <laughs> and I just continue, and, and, and I finish four, five, and, and but it's hard to race for the company money every time. 
And what can you tell me about your approach as you were, you were starting to, to get to it, the approach of a class 11 driver where you're avoiding, 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 and you're, you're always power on, but you're trying to avoid the things that are going to break you or slow you. And the class seven, where now you have to figure out, oh, if I go, if the rock is here, it's going to break that versus when I used to go over that in my, my Volkswagen. But what was the, what other approaches are, did you keep in mind as a different from, from the class 11 to the class seven S? Well, the suspension is is date and denied, you know. That, that's and that's time the class 11s is got a almost no many no many troubles and in, in, in the suspension. Uh, when the flat section downhill, class 11 is fast with a lot of classes. I remember one time I passed a front vessel coming downhill by by the Hacienda Sinaloa to Colonel Camalu. I passed him, he going in class eight. And the class eight is almost the same as got a trophy truck right now. Yeah, it's a big big V eight. <laughs> big, big V eight. Big V eight. And yeah. I come in behind behind him and say, Meep, meep, <laughs> the Volkswagen and, and I say <laughs> when he see the, the, the Volkswagen he going more fast and I go more fast and he and I continue my my horn to him and I say and he put put it, I, I pass him downhill and Almost the Hacienda Sinaloa, he passed me in the beach. Of course. With Colonet. And, and when he passed me in one of the sizes on the flat section, he said, hey. Hats off, amigo. <laughs> yeah. Salute to you as he goes by. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, he, he sure He's, is, yeah. because the, the, that car is going by 100, 120 miles, very easy. And I go maybe 70 miles, something yeah. like that, in the flat section. Yeah. And he passed me over there. And uh, this is the race, the Baja 1000, I do at 27 hours. But I go on, I, I, I go on in my day. Nothing, nothing happens. Everything's going front. And and lucky, lucky in only one flat. And the flat I have is for my call driver. He said, turn to the right. No, 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 it's left. He said, no, no, it's right. They said, hey, right or left? <laughs> and I, I get a flat. But it's the only happened in that race, and, and lucky, lucky, lucky race. Explain to me the difference from when you started and the technology in the car versus now. So and now you've, everybody's got a screen, you're following the line on the screen, you're a dot here, you know where you are. Tell me about the technology when you started. Did you know where you were? Did, were you lost a lot? Did you have the root book and you're trying to say, well, I think I'm on the right place. I pre-run, I, re- I recognize, but uh. Well, in those times, I, I held a score for uh, for doing the, 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 the race book. And I know very well the course. And, and uh, But the old times, I remember, is, is marking the course, course for the leafing rainbows. And... Sometimes you put a different colors. Macmillan is marking with the blue color, almost when something danger. Yeah, so he's he's sending a little signal. Yeah, know? that's little signal. Sometimes it's got a three rainbows that is is danger. Uh, one rainbow is fast, and all time it's marking a lot with the reflector for the night time. Three reflectors sometimes is is a uh, and you know the guys is doing a lot of things sometimes he's marking one section with three reflectors is danger and one reflector is fast um, and 100 miles 
something danger. The guys is marking for one reflector and fast is marking for three. This we chain the markings for the another races. It's got a different different idea what's going up. Because he doesn't want the uh, the other competitors <laughs> yeah. getting the benefit of it. It's like uh, the, yeah. c- the catcher is throwing the third yeah. sign as the pitch because yeah. there's a guy on second base. Yeah, sure is. It's so. not the th- fifth <laughs> sign or the sixth sign. It's the third sign when the guy gets to yeah. second. Yeah. And a couple guys is marking for toilet paper. And, and uh, you know, many, many uh, couple guys marking for one can of beer. And, uh, and uh, one a couple guys is put a couple rocks for do not do not loss in the and the desert but yeah and right now is a bunch of the new guys the, the gps is not worried i say oh i lost i i can continue the race because i know a gps hey come on <laughs> and you know and the old times i remember i see i see the stars and say okay i'm going to the north i'm going to the you do a real navigator with the with the old times and, and it's held almost almost in the when you cross the the Diablo dry lake or one or one of those those lakes, nighttime with foggy and seal. Uh oh. You 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 going in the tracks and and you move the car a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, and when you feeling you cross the tracks, okay, you going straight. But sometimes you're going wrong line. You're going in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so what you're telling me, Ramon, is you you know all the tricks. So you're you're doing celestial navigation. You're doing the dead reckoning. You're you're certainly using the markings that maybe you have personally left. And and explain a little bit about how courses are marked. They're they're ribbons that are tied into a tree or along a fence or something like that, right? Yeah, that's For right. For people who don't know anything about the racing. And the, maybe the greatest story I, I heard was from Mike Perlman, mm-hmm. who was marking a course late 60s for his father, and the race starts and there are no course markings yeah. because the wild burrows had, had eaten all the ribbons. It was something that you could eat. I don't know if they eat the plastic ones now, but... But when we're driving around on a Nora uh, race, you'll see some arrows or something from a previous race, and you have to know that that's not for you. Yeah, well, in the Nora time, right now, the guys is, is bringing a race book, and on the race book, it's got to be nuts. And um, almost a, a lot of oh, a lot, bunch of the cars is not got the speedometer. Um, this marking, and when you, when you read the, the race book, it's got a marking a straight arrow. And say this uh, three miles. You know, it's got it. You know, my, the idea where it's three miles. And at three miles, you see a dog is it's got a white face, and and and, and you see the cattle you run, <laughs> and almost it's in it's okay. It's got a corral, and you turn to the right in the corral, and you know something marking like that, and. And three miles, you see a tree, and you're going to the left, and, 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 and you go straight. And uh, almost two miles and a half, you got a washout. And uh, that, okay, almost you you going fast, and almost two miles, you start careful, you know. Okay, right here, it's maybe washout. That's maybe right here, washout. And, and uh, slow down and come in high. And, and it race book is hell a lot. When you got a good navigator, this is great. It's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. 
Tell me, we're going to wrap up here, but tell me about how you got your nickname, El Tomate. How'd you get that nickname? You- well, that's when I was very young. I got almost 15, 16 years old. And I started driving with one Volkswagen, uh, like, like Baja Book or, or it's only Volkswagen body with with motor and uh I got away myself and and, and I pulled out and when I when I put a two tires in the air I put a one of the tires in one of my legs and and, and I'm very very red in my head and in my face and my friends he say hey look it's look by tomate and that time is got a tomato for many, many <laughs> all, all my life I got a tomato name. It's almost when I got a sixteen years old, something in the seventies. <laughs> right. It's funny and, and it's a stay when with that name and it's tomate, tomate and, and, and I got a name for many, many many years <laughs> and this was were you lifting the motor out of the car were you lifting the car up what are you saying you're no you're it's, a strong it's, boy? It, it, it's a strong boy it's a strong boy strong boy but plenty red <laughs> yeah the tomato yeah because i too much power coming up the, the car you know and uh this no rotation the car has got a motor it is one car running but there's no seats no nothing it's the car using oh it's my race car and it's you know john boy junkie car <laughs> All right. And Ramon, we're going to wrap up, but you've made a few friends over the many, many, many years you've been doing this. Tell me about some of the good guys that, that you've become friends with. Give me a little, you, we were talking about uh, Sal Fish earlier. Yeah, Sal Fish is, 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 is a very good friend of mine. Um, Memo Rodriguez is uh, another of the good friends. And when I start Porfirio Gutierrez, I write together with him. And um, I got a very, very good moments with Sal and Memo. And um, you know, Sal is the grand grandfather of the of the of the races. He worked hard and he worked a lot for the race. With the races and right now, you know, right now this uh, I remember staying in, in Sal with ten days in the desert for marking the course to La Paz and Mike Leon and those those guys I remember had the power for. You marking all day in, in the desert, and next day by four, five o'clock in the morning, is wake up and continue in the desert for nighttime, and uh, you very tired and like that. And the guys next day wake up almost same time, and it's hey, let's go. You know something funny with Sal. One time is marking the course with the uh, Pine Forest and Sierra Juarez, and he got a one Toyota brand new. And it's a stop in the muck. And I and I stopped with the with with the um, Paul Fish. I stopped with him one one week before. And I know what's going up in the muck. And I go the faster I came for across the mud and then say, Oh, you like a driver crazy, you like it only drive driver crazy in the car, going slow, it's four wheel drive. And he stopped in the middle of the mud and it's worked hard for by four or five hours and pull the cars and the the brand new car is the only car is can is can pull out and and and, and everybody just got to stop water and then say hey, this it's going to shower and they're leaving the car there and it's coming tomorrow get a more big 
And he told me, no, I stay, I stay in the car. Okay, I come back first time in the morning for you. And a uh, surprise, it's at six o'clock in the morning, salt's coming in my home. I say, beep, beep, hey, let's go. What is this, what's going on? What, what are you doing? One of the more local races is going in the middle of the night with winches and does stuff, and he, he can help and pull the car out. And lucky, <laughs> he's out of the desert, coming back here in Sonada by maybe one, two o'clock in the morning, and he's wake up at six o'clock in the morning for continuing the course. They, they, you know, something history is like that. There's many, many, many histories at that point, you know, with Sal and got a very, very, very good, good moments. Ramon, I just want to say, hey, thank you for sharing a little bit of your history. It's been really delightful for me to hear about this period in the 80s. I photographed a little bit of this, this work and I saw a little bit of it in person, but it's really great to hear it from you, to hear it from the Mexican side. And I can't wait to share a few of your stories with Sal, who I'm going to go see on Wednesday, a couple of days from now. It's Monday here in uh, Ensenada. And so thank you very much for making some time for me, for Slow Baja, and for sharing these stories. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it, and I like it. Say uh, thank you for the good moments to solve. Thank you for uh, what lot, the president of High Desert. He's a nice guy. He helped me a lot when, when I go racing in Vegas and, and the High Desert. I had no idea when I go there that very young, and, and and he helped me a lot, that, that guy too, the, the well lot. And, and and many, many persons helped me. You know, one of, one of the hard the I talk when I win and the awards I say thank you for all the big guys for not touch my rear bumper <laughs> you know when time I raised in the class 11 but unlucky and and you know everybody held I, I feeling pretty well when I got there and and people got a good good times and this is what I do right now the I can help the people to the races I return a little bit with the help I received when I when I joined and I racing well, I, I, again, I appreciate you making some time for me and uh, sharing a little help with me with my own slow Baja. is going to live with you for a while, so thank you there, and I'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you. <laughs> well, Ramon Castro has a beautiful smile and a beautiful, he's a beautiful human being. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, check out the pictures I'm posting them so you can connect that voice to that big beautiful human. Uh, If you like what I'm doing here, folks, please take a second. Most of you are on Apple. Get over there. Hit a five-star review. Say something nice about Slow Baja. And that really helps people find the show, which uh, I guess is important to some algorithm or something, because I keep telling you to do it week after week after week, but you got to do it. You got to. So take a second and please do that. And if you're on Spotify, and about 25% of you are, You can do that on Spotify, too, now. So hit that five star, say something nice, and help the folks on Spotify find Slow Baja. You know, the most searched Baja term is Baja Fresh or Baja Blast, depending. And, you know, we got to get Slow Baja in there. you got to get it. you got to help me out. Um, If you like what I'm doing, you can go over to slowbaja.com. You can drop a taco in the tank on the donations tab. You can go to the Slow Baja store and get some Slow Baja merch and help rep Slow Baja, which I appreciate immensely. And of course, you can see the entire archive uh, there, 100 and something shows now under the episodes. And coming soon will be Slow Baja Adventures. So look for that Slow Baja Adventures tab where you will be able to find out about what I'm doing in Baja and how you can join me should you want to get into the Nora 1000. Should you have a vintage Land Cruiser and want to join me on the 
Slow Baja Vintage Expedition. If you want to ride mules with uh, Trudy Angel up to the ranches with Slow Baja or maybe take a backpacking trip in November uh, with Kevin and Jean-Bierre on the uh, El Camino Real. All those adventures are going to be under the new adventures tab, so take a look for that. All right, without further ado, you know, Mary McGee's pal, Steve McQueen, that guy, well, you know, he loved Baja. And he loved Mary McGee. And he's the one who told her to get off that pansy road racing bike and get onto a dirt bike with him and come to Baja. Well, Steve McQueen said it. Baja is life. Everything that happens before or after is just waiting. <laughs>